welcome to episode 57 of Bloodline versus the Bloodline, the podcast where we discuss what would happen when cast members of the network show Bloodline faced off with the WWE legendary faction, the Bloodline. This week, Adam, we're talking Friday Night Lights versus Friday Night Smackdown as Kyle Chandler takes on the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. <laughs> that was good, that was good. Thanks. Who would win? Uh, Kyle Chandler. Definitely. Yeah. He's been in Scorsese, maybe. Oh, yeah. Of, of what, what's Roman Reigns been in? Yeah. Hobson Shaw. <laughs> Shut up. It's episode 57, Middle-Aged Outlaws. Uh, I'm good. It's uh, very, very, very warm, but good. Yeah. What about you? Hot and... Yep. Same. It's just ridiculous. It's not Scottish no, it's, uh, we, we choose to live in Scotland. So you sign up for grey skies and rain. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. This is what Greta Thunberg was talking about all this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll just deal with it. You'll forgive us if we sound a little sweaty. Imagine living in a part of the world where it's like this all the time. Nah, I couldn't. Do you get used to it? Ah, I couldn't get used you to can, it. You can't. You can't. Nah. Nah. Anyway, we are here. We are making our way through, we are plundering through our 2005-2006 edge journey. We are at September 2005. It's a good good thing that we picked uh, a wrestler to follow when he doesn't actually wrestle on many of the (laughs) pay-per-views. It's it's, it's not like it was planned. It's just, you know. Yeah, nice wee surprise. Yeah. Uh, Would you like to go to September 2005? And I'll rekindle some lovely memories in your mind. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to remind you what was number one's the last time. Okay. Actually, I could just tell you that they're not the same oh, as the last time. It's, it's not that Mariah Carey I belong oh, to you. So I you. still didn't remember its name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. In September 2005, some albums released. PCD by the Pussycat Dolls, the debut album. Okay. How to Save a Life by The Fray. Okay. Uh, the Minstrel Show by Little Brother. It's a great album. Okay. Have a Nice Day by Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. So we're talking some rather mediocre music being put out <laughs> around the best times. Some singles, Fix You by Coldplay. Oh. We're yeah. obviously getting at that depressing time of year. Uh, My Humps by Black Eyed Peas, and that's one of your favourites. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, you'll find me on the dance floor every single time that comes on. Yep. I don't know if anybody's ever actually answered the question, what are you going to do with all that junk? Yeah, I'll shy maybe, away from that to one. To be fair, maybe Fergie did answer it in the song. Anyway, Do You Want To or Do You Wanna by Franz Ferdinand, another one. Mm-hmm. Out round about this time. Uh, elsewhere music, we've got Kelly Clarkson, Kanye West and Green Day winning MTV Video Music Awards, which is okay. interesting. Do you remember when the VMAs were like quite a big thing? Yeah, I, 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 did, did they still do it? Do you say? Know. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine they do, maybe they do, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the biggest pop stars to ever grace the shores of the UK, Peter Andre, wed Katie Price. Okay. Fair enough. Also known as Jordan. <laughs> um, some movies. 
some movies released around about this time. It's good to know we're just here to entertain ourselves, really. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, the Transporter 2, uh, Green Street, I think it's also known oh. as something else in the US, known as like, is it maybe just called Green Street? Home yeah, I was, or something I was like looking for it on uh, Amazon, I think, and it, I was like, that's not it, that must be a sequel, but it was the right film, I think it is Green Street Hooligans, right. it's called. Uh, Flight Plan, David Fincher yeah. directed. Yep. That's quite a good film. Uh, the Exorcism, Emily Rose. Ah, I saw that at the cinema. Did you? Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. Genuinely creepy. Mm. Um, Into the Blue with Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Classic. And Scott Kahn, Shawn Michaels. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, just a little hint for you. None of those movies were at number one for the UK God. or the US. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry. Um, so, so in 2005 in wrestling, I've got some some little tidbits for you here. Muhammad Hassan retired. Yeah, sorry about sorry about that, Muhammad. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles headlined three different shows in September 2005, which I thought was cool. Um, okay. In PWG Battle of Los Angeles, he def- he was defeated in the main event by Chris Bosch. At TNA Unbreakable, he defeated Christopher Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe in a triple oh, threat match. Those matches were class between those three. Yeah, and I want to say it was for the what was the what was the name of the the X Division X, title X Division. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in Ring of Honor, Glory by Honor Four, he defeated Jimmy Rave in a finishers match. What do you think? Finishers matches. That, do you think you have to win using your finisher? Or like you're not allowed to game. use your finisher? Oh, uh, could be that. Yeah. That'd be a non-fin... Anyway. Jimmy Rave? Do you know who that is? I, I, I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you mm-hmm. who it is. Same. Chris Bosch. I thought he played for the Miami Heat. Mm. But never mind. So there you go. Impressive okay. from AJ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. UK number one song, September... 18th of September 2005. Okay, is it Fix You by Coldplay? No, I've not mentioned it today. Ah, damn it. Uh, I'll give you some hints. Uh, he was a form, is a solo artist, artist uh-huh. um, and he was in a boy band. Not necessarily a British boy band, but close to Britain boy band. Not US or anything like that. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, the country that's Irish? from... Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> right, so I guess he could have been in Boyzone. Or he could have been in Westlife. Um, right. <laughs> what was the problem? Ronan Keating? No. Ah. Oh. But you're, you're in the right band. What were the other ones called? <laughs> <laughs> this guy has got the same last name as someone that scored from 35 yards out against France for Scotland. Brian McFadden. Nailed it. 
he, he had a solo song, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, good for Apparently him. So I had to listen to it. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, you're going to have to. Real to Me by Brian McFadden. Real to Me, okay. Okay. Fair enough. US number one song. I'll give you a mega hint. It's Not Real to Me by Brian McFadden. Oh, God damn it. It's not going to be Fix You by Coldplay because they didn't <laughs> give a fuck about Coldplay. Uh, might need a little bit of help again. Okay. This guy is a, is a solo artist on his okay. own. A rather controversial figure these days. Kanye West. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, so this would be... Okay. Okay. Now. Now. Did he have a bit of uh, voice work in the song being done by an actor? Yes. Yes. Is it Gold Digger? Yes. Yes. Well played. Yes. I'm sure we. I'm sure I mentioned late registration having been released. Maybe the last. Yeah. Last one. So well played. It's a really good album, actually. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of good albums. He did. Yeah. He had a good run for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it got away from him. It did. UK number one film, September two thousand and five. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't know how to help you with this one. Uh, it's I would say it was probably a predominantly female cast and uh, how, how early can I tap out? I can see the look on your face as you're trying to give me hints and you're struggling the main actress is English and She's in Pirates of the Caribbean and the the jacket. Oh, oh Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley. It's an old book. Ah, uh, Jane Eyre. Is it? Is it written by Jane Eyre? I'm not sure. Is it Jane Austen? Jane, Jane, Jane. Is what the name of the film? No, no. Is is the writer? Called Jane Austen. Oh. No, no, it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's Jane Austen. Right. I can't think. I think I can picture the exact type of film you're talking it about. Is, it is Jane Austen. It's Jane It'd just be like, I don't know, a woman standing in a field while, you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the cover <laughs> of the DVD cover, the poster. Oh, I think they made oh. a film called This and Zombies not that long ago. Everything I feel like I see in the list is that is and zombies is like werewolves and zombies. <laughs> just don't think that would versus be zombies and stuff like that. Strippers versus zombies. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think that Jane Jane Austen would have written any of that. Uh, I'm I'm struggling. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm gonna not kick myself, but it's it's definitely I'm in the right area, I'm just not gonna get it. Okay, it's pride and prejudice. Okay. Okay. Similarly, I think you might... Yeah, well, you never know, but I think you might struggle with American uh, number one film in America as well. Um, I could give you the stars. Right, okay, go for it. if you can get it from there. Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, come on. They were in a film together. (laughs) I'm never going to have heard of this film. (laughs) 
I've never seen it, so I can't comment on it. It was only at number ah. one for the week. I guess there wasn't much else to it, although, you know, people should really mm-hmm. should go see The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, surely that was still out, you know. Ah, I don't think I'm going to get this. Okay, well, I'll just tell you. Yeah. Just like heaven. Just like heaven. Okay, I'm, I'm not. Like heaven. Yeah, I'm not aware of it. It's like watching John Cena in the ring. Oh. Just like heaven. We are going to have seen <laughs> some of these shows pretty differently. <laughs> uh, there we go. So, <gasps> okay. our next task, your next task was to cast oh, the yeah. card of Unforgiven 2005 using the cast of Scrubs. This was pick. a little bit hit and miss from me. I suggest that I should only suggest things when I've got you know names in the frame. I should be thinking about it all in the build up, and then some of this I found fairly straightforward. Some of it was a bit of a struggle, but so I don't have everyone. No, near to that. I, I have to say I was a huge Scrubs fan um, as a younger lad, and I thought I would enjoy this, but I really struggled with it. I don't have many. <laughs> People. Okay. Do Do you yeah. have anyone for the Ric Flair Carlito? I have Ric Flair. Yes. Okay. Who have you got? I've got uh, the Todd could play Ric oh. Flair. Um, oh, he was a very that's horny so man. Much better. <laughs> and uh, Ric Flair is extremely horny throughout this pay per view. Who have you got? Yeah, I I went uh, Bob Kelso. Um, a bit unhinged, living in his own little world of manipulation and power games. Beautiful. That works. Um, and for, did you have a Carlito? I, I came up with a Carlito, uh, which was Ronald, Snoop Dogg intern. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Just cool as a cucumber, nothing phasing him. Oh, I like it. Have you got the whole, please tell me you've got the whole card, because that's inspired. So I start struggling, see, is it is it the, the women's tag match that's next? I think so. Yeah, because I've got, I've got, I've got an Ashley Massaro. Oh dear. Where I've gone for Danny Sullivan, Tara Reid, JD's occasional girlfriend, just not very good or interesting. Oofed. Wow. Yeah. I've should, been... For that one, we should have done all ex, all of JD's exes. <laughs> then... I was trying to shoehorn Mandy Moore in here somewhere. Go on. Oh, I forgot about Mandy. That's so How funny. did I do that? Uh, Trish Stratus. I went for Dr. Elliot Reed, Sarah Chalk, the female star, generally fine, but a bit annoying at times. That's fair. I couldn't get a Tory Wilson, a Victoria, or a Candice Michelle. Nothing was springing to mind. Okay. So the next the next uh, match was a big show versus Snitsky. Yeah. You either? I've got a Snitsky, yeah. but no show. I've got both. Okay, you got I don't know sure. why. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for sure. I, I went with Ted. <laughs> Physically, I see what you're thinking. Physically, what's going on here? But I keep thinking of, you know, every time he does something wrong, he gets a punishment. He's getting, you know, turned heel to face all the time. So the most put upon person on the That's show. Good. Um, I went for, for Ted as Big Show. That's good. Okay, for Snitsky. <laughs> Right. I only put this name because of one thing that sprang in my mind. If you're going to tell me I've got this wrong, I'll be really upset. But do you remember Hooch? Yes. Hooch, Hooch is crazy. Hooch 
went even crazier and took a bunch of interns hostage or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so did, yeah. that was why Hooch. I went with with Hooch for Snitsky. That was the punchline. Hooch is crazy. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. Uh, for Snitsky, I've got the janitor. Um, I essentially think they might be the same person. <laughs> They're both very odd and seem to live in their own little worlds. Okay, that makes sense. Shelton versus Kerwin White. Do you have anyone for either of those? I I, I came up with that. I'm, I wasn't particularly happy with either, but there's hopefully okay. a little bit of logic. Right, for Shelton, I went Doug. Uh, so much potential, but it goes to waste. He ends, up, he ends up sticking around long term, though, and working in the morgue. Nice. Poor yeah. Doug. Yeah, a good one. Doug. And for... Now, I was really trying to think of a good one, and I came up with something, but yeah. Um, so there's a, a character that Matthew Perry plays, and uh, he refuses to give his dad a kidney. Um, and <laughs> I, I've, I've just gone with, talk about turning your back on your family and your legacy. Oh my god, that's, a re- that's amazing. Well played. You're good at this game. Uh, okay, Matt Hardy, Edge, Lita. Right, I've got I've got all three. Okay, I, I think so. There's some logic between my mat and my edge, and then not so much Belita. But anyway, um, I've gone for JD John Norian, uh, for Matt Hardy, the main protagonist, the good guy in the story. Um, that's yeah, I've landed on him. Okay. Well, do, so I, I, you do all yours, and then I you do okay, yours together because mine's mine's go together. That drove me towards going for the janitor for Edge, who basically just exists to make JD's life a misery. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, Alita, I've gone for Jordan, um, who was Dr. Cox's ex-wife, then got back together, I think. Yep. Um, and she's just nuts, manipulative, crazy, doing whatever she needs to do to, to get what she wants. Fair enough. She was a, she was a, a strong character in the show. I like mm-hmm. her. Yep. Uh, for Matt Hardy, I've went with Ted, feckless bastard who is bullied <laughs> incessantly. And yep. then for Edge, I've went for Bob Kelso because it was Bob Kelso that forever yep. did the bullying of yep. Ted. I get it. I see it. Yep. Okay. Uh, I've not got a leader. Uh, do you, you have Cade and Murdoch? Rosie I don't have Hardy? anything for that tag match. Okay, nah. me neither. Michaels and the Masterpiece. Right, I struggled with Chris Masters because I ended up looking at these two and being tempted to go for the same guy for both, but I had to go for one. So I've gone for Michaels as being Dr. Turk. Um, really comes comes across as really cool, but clearly plagued by self-doubt. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't come up with a Masters. I just couldn't. I was trying to think. Uh, my mind went to all of... Um, like the boyfriends that would turn up uh, for for Elliot, and I just couldn't think of the right one to use. Um, so yeah, I've only got a Michaels there. Okay, nice. I like your Michaels. Uh, I have got Chris Masters to be played by Elliot Reed, young cocky app star um, <laughs> who needs taught a lesson or two by the more experienced nurse. Uh, Shaw Michaels, played by Carla, nice. veteran of the business. Who can still show these young upstarts a thing or two? Nice, nice. And that takes us to our main event: Kurt Angle and John Cena. 
I've got both. Okay, who you got? Right, Kurt Angle, Dr. Cox, and John C. McGinley. Very serious, quite sarcastic, can be funny. Uh, do not doubt his ability to do his job. He is the best. Um, yeah, he's just the man. Amazing. John Cena. I've gone for Todd. <laughs> just, that works. Just a long, annoying joke. Brilliant. Yeah. Like that. Uh, for Angle, I've also went Dr. Cox simply for the intensity, but for all the reasons you nice. listed as well. Uh, for John Cena, I've went with JD, John Dorian, a goofy white guy who often likes to pretend that he's black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I think back to some of the interaction he had with Turk, yeah, that, that definitely works. Well played. That was good. I wish I had the chance to watch more scrubs between the last two, but unfortunately... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually watch any. I just sat trying to think. Oh yeah, remember? I, I kept thinking. Remember, Colin Farrell had that cameo, and I was like, yeah. "Who was he? Who could I make that?" And I couldn't come up with anyone that fit. Um, I was and, trying to fit Michael J. Fox's because he was quite a good character. Yeah, I was tempted by him for for one of them. It might have been Michael's. Um, and then I was also trying to think of the guy that came in as uh, JD's brother for a bit, just a few times uh, yeah. appeared and disappeared, but not, nothing quite fit. Nice. Okay. Uh, for next pay-per-view, which will be 2006's New Year's Revolution, I would like us to use the cast of Lost. Oh. Previously on wow. Lost. Wow. There's a wee blast from the past. Yeah. Yep, for I, yeah, I will need to try and remember who was who, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was a show I stuck with right till the end. We could John Locke could easily be Kurt Angle. Not alone, yeah, not for the bald head alone, but <laughs> yeah. for sticking to his principles. Yeah. Anyway, we can do that next time. Okay. Uh, let's get in this pay per view, will we? Let's, let's go to it. Oklahoma City, where apparently they had. Half the building filled uh, and never returned. I'm surprised GR wasn't making more of a, a big deal of being in Oklahoma. Yeah, that is strange. I think when when I when I heard the the intro and that we were in Oklahoma, I just assumed he was going to get something done to him, like because that's like <laughs> that's... Vince's Vince's way. Uh, well, it, it, I mean, it comes. It comes not long after this pay per view. He does get fired not that long after okay. this pay per view. Okay. Uh, anyway, <sighs> let's get into it. Uh, our opening video package continues this really tedious John Cena and Eric Bischoff rivalry that we talked about last yeah. time that we don't really like and is just very manufactured and just a bit rubbish. Yeah. Um, in the sort of build up video package, I thought it was quite weird that there was no. There was no sort of mention or any sort of footage or anything of their very first encounter on SmackDown with the whole ruthless, yeah. ruthless aggression thing. I thought that was weird that they never harked back to mm -hmm. that. Yeah, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe they wanted the audience to forget that ever happened. Mm. Maybe. Remember this really cool rapping guy? He used <laughs> to be a, just a guy that had spiky hair and wrestled <laughs> in his pants. Uh, so it takes us to our first match. 
for the Intercontinental Championship forever seems to be opening up the pay-per-views around about this time. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it does seem to be a theme. Yeah, uh, We have got the champion Carlito defending against the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. Uh, and before we get into the uh, the action, I was I was just questioning this line from the King as Ric Flair was coming out. We all know Ric Flair still has it, but tonight Carlito has to prove that to himself. Hmm, that doesn't make much sense. That's baffling. <laughs> That's like a riddle within a riddle. <laughs> um, also thought it was interesting that Ric Flair actually, actually feuded with Carlito's dad, Carlos Colon, around about 1982-83. Okay, yeah. Which is just crazy. They were making uh, quite a big deal of the fact, I felt like it it, it kind of told me the ending uh, before, but they were making quite a big deal of the fact Flair hadn't won the Intercontinental uh-huh. belt and, you know, obviously it's a uh, prestigious background and all that. Um, and I I don't think I'd ever thought about it, like, because when he had his run at first, he was in the main title picture. But yeah, yeah, he obviously came in and was never at intercontinental level in that run. So it does make sense. It does. I, I suppose it kind of made me think, like, well, why would he have mm-hmm. yeah. been in that sort of picture? Anyway, how did you enjoy this match as an opener? Uh, I, I thought it was fine. <laughs> Um, like I, I quite they, they were trying to play up the angle that you know Carlito had disrespected Ric Flair, he'd spat in his face with the apple and all that kind of thing, and they were they were talking quite a lot about how he doesn't respect Flair's legacy. There's a lot of classic Flair stuff with the chopping and the wooing and all that, um, and they they don't hide the fact you know I think it's the first. I know he's always been referred to as the dirtiest player in the game, but they proper ram that down your throat through this match that he will cut every corner to try and win and all that. Mm. Um, they've got... Uh, do you know what? I started getting really annoyed by it and I started thinking immediately, is this going to be all the way through the show? His coach is just tearing into JR straight away. And he's like, I think he's mocking the Sooners and all that. And I'm just like, I just, oh, come on. It's so annoying. It is, I think I've got my notes later on. JR just starts shouting over the top of him. Yeah. Like he, he goes from like no selling it to being like just, yeah. Clearly, early on. Red, red ass JR or something like that. He's yeah. yeah. His I've, I've, I've got to assume Vince is in coach's ear the whole time being like, do you know what the Sooners winning record is, pal? Take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> really lay into him. You know, all that kind of thing. Because there's no way Coach wants to be, I don't know, doing this, surely. That's so annoying. Yeah. I mean, a flare match is a flare match. Is a flare match. And yeah. it's all, like you say, chopping and wooing. And, uh, but I, I quite liked, because the chops were... I quite like that the chops aren't just in the corner, you know, like you put somebody off the rope and chop them and mm-hmm. that's the move. Yeah. It, it doesn't need really to do very much, but with, uh, for it not to be effective, mm-hmm. um, Carlito ends up getting round that by ramming his shoulder in the ring pole, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I genuinely quite enjoyed this match. I thought it was fun that, that Flair went up the top rope and 
and executed a move off the top rope and like everybody's in on the joke. And yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that because you, you're, you're just not expecting it to land. You're, <laughs> you, you're just waiting for it. Um, weirdly, I don't think I would have ever expected this, but I do think I enjoyed this more than the Carlito Shelton Benjamin match, which uh, is weird too. to think of, yep. of that. Yeah, I feel the exact same. Uh, it was funny that he went up on the ropes, like I said, he connects, the, the crowd are giving him an almost standing ovation, and the commentary team making a big thing out again. Mm. He then goes up back up on the top rope. It's like, it worked one time, yep. let's do it again, and, and Carlito drop kicks him at the air. Quite, that yep. was all good. That was yep. fun. Uh, the finish was relatively quite fun as well. Carlito goes to grab his apple, and he's going to spit in his face. I think Flair chops him, does he? Yep. When he's got yeah. the apple in his mouth and he's he's like, oh, I'm choking, I'm choking. And he gets the yeah. figure four on. I quite like that. And Carlito yeah. taps So I did not expect Flair to win. Um, I, I, so that was quite fun that they sort of that they did it that way. You were saying, obviously, they maybe telegraphed it a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think if I'd just seen it written as a match between the two, I would have thought, ah, oh, Carlito retain. But from the build-up, I started feeling like, ah, they're going to put that on Flair because there's just felt like they were making a big deal out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I like the fit that it's one of these finishes that I think it's a bit silly. It's not over the top silly, but it's a bit silly. Um, so and good, it, good wrestling comedy. It, it worked in an environment like this where, like you mentioned before, a Ric Flair match is what a Ric Flair match is. It's mm-hmm. a few spots and, you know, a, a, a lot of samey, samey things on the go uh, when you watch his matches. So I thought that added something quite quite funny, quite interesting, just at the end. And so Flair's in this weird position where he's getting cheered, uh, and mm-hmm. sort of last time, well, when, when was it? Triple, Triple H and, and, and Batista went at Vengeance? Yeah, yeah. Possibly two or three months ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, for all intents and purposes, a heel, but he's, he's being cheered he yeah. grabs a mic and puts the belt over, which I assume he was told to do. <laughs> yeah, I got this, the fear that came over me when he had the mic. I was like, oh no, what what is this going to be? Crying. Yeah, but some of that came later. Some of the... Mm-hmm. The, the weird thing was that he said he wishes his best friend Triple H had been here and the crowd turned on him and started booing him. Yep, yep. So to get to curry favour, he, he goes out and starts picking random women out of the crowd. This felt incredibly awkward to me until yeah. I read that one of them was his wife. Okay. Which, and and some it's his wife and some of her friends, which okay. feels massively better. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that, because okay. I just say, like, oh my god! It, it, uh, well, obviously, this is this plays on throughout the whole pay per view, but there's a time where he's like, smoochy, like smoochy, smoochy kissing. Yeah. And it was just horrible. Yeah. It's like watching your dad kissing somebody or someone. <laughs> a poor woman looks half his age, but I mean, half his age, but I mean, if that was his wife, then there you go. Yeah. So a, a bit of fun opener. Yep. Better yep. than what, probably better than what we've been served up for a while. Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Then we go backstage and Edge and Lee are still at this sort of hyena <sighs> behaviour where they're mm-hmm. just sort of like evil Disney villain cackling and yeah. each other over the place. 
and like it's like they'll just it's like they just sit about laughing about how they cheated on Matt Hardy. Uh-huh. <laughs> got it's, one over on them. Like there's there's a point in this segment where Lita talks about the fact that when they were on the road and Matt was out injured, he would phone her, and she would speak to him, and then he would phone his best friend, Edge, and he was like in the same bed or something like that. You know mm-hmm. that's what's being being talked about. And I was like, do you know what? We get it. You know they're they're really trying to. You know, go ultra heel. I think with with this situation, but it's yeah, a bit much when you know yeah. that it, some of it is real. Yeah. Um. So there we go. Our next match is a women's tag team match: Tori Wilson and Victoria, yeah. accompanied by Candice Michelle, who apparently, as I informed you earlier today, their their faction was called Vince's Devils. I don't ever, ever remember that being Formerly the Pink Ladies, but then they became Vince's Devils, apparently. Uh, and they're taking on Trish Stratus and Ashley Massaro. I think it's the yep. we just called Ashley. Um, and it's just like, what has Trish done to deserve having to continually oh. work with these young women that appear to have been wound up like a jack-in-the-box and just chucked out in front of the crowd? Yeah. They went for quite a provocative presentation between Tori and Candice, uh, I noticed. Um, mm. And uh, I, I don't... We've seen some pretty bad workers in the ring. I, I don't know what sort of mood I'm in when I'm writing this, but what I've written basically <laughs> indicates that Ashley is the worst performer yeah. in a wrestling ring of all time. Yeah, I'd love to know if she's had any matches. She probably has, but how many matches could she possibly have had? I guess mm. she had Diva Search contestant or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My oh my. There's a there's a point in well let's talk about the good things because Trish and Victoria genuinely mm-hmm. together match up pretty well and have a good wrestling match. Yep. Um, yep. and if it had been a singles match, I think that it would have been as good as any that's maybe a bit much but you know a good match yeah. I think yeah. could it could be had between them I don't know what the story was with putting in Tori Wilson she's no wrestler anyway no. um, it's, at one point Tori tries to throw Ashley out the ring and damn near breaks her neck yeah that was rough yeah. horrendous really bad she, mm-hmm. she practically landed on her head eh? yeah Um. Yeah, she's like I said to you earlier. Ashley looking greener than the Grinch. Yep. In there, um, Trish gets a hot tag, goes off. I think she finishes it with a chick kick. Yep, that's right. Um, and gets the win. But yeah, if this was an opportunity to showcase Ashley or Tory, then yeah, mission failed. Yeah, I never viewed. I don't know if, how often they did it. I never viewed Tori Wilson as a wrestler. You know, she was kind of bracketed with Stacy Keebler. Um, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what, that's what I remember when her. Remember when Vince was like had her pinned up against a wall in the shower, kissing her and that. Ugh. Ah, uh, it's so much worse when you kind of know that. <laughs> That kind of thing was probably going on. Um, god. Oh god, horrible! Yeah. Billy Kidman should have stuck around. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so here we go. We're backstage. Uh, 
Ric Flair is getting these four women into his limo. Um, and as he's he gets the four of them in and then he shuts the door and he's got a bottle of champagne in his hand, right? And then he's got these bottle of pills and I was like, oh no, he's he's like going to pour that in the drink. Like this is going to be like a, oh, isn't this hilarious? He's drugging them type oh. thing. But no, it's supposed to represent him taking Viagra. He takes a big oh. old swig yeah, of that, the blue chew. That could have gone very Bill Cosby, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely thought that that's what I was going with. I take it that never crossed your mind, no? No, it didn't. I think I'd maybe remembered it. Like, right. oh yeah, the joke was, yeah, he's going to take a bunch of Viagra and then then he's ready. Yeah. I normally hate stuff like this. I think this is genuine. That is quite funny. I, I think I, I found that fine. I think I felt they maybe overdid it. Like, because <laughs> I don't know how, we've, I maybe got two more visits to the limo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the ring for a really, really <laughs> classic wrestling match between the big show and my name used to be Gene Snitsky. Uh, Big Show's coming out here smiling, and he gets a gigantor pop for the crowd. He looks so happy. It's kind of like 80s wrestling a little bit, where he's like smiling at the crowd, and there's like this happy giant that the kids all love. It. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it it stood out. It was you know it, the the joke is he's had more turns than you know insert joke whatever it may be uh, but yeah he's he's obviously baby face here and it's like he's just embracing it it's like i'm just gonna walk mm. out big smile on my face loving life it's quite funny like i say a crowd pop big style for him mm-hmm. um snitsky what was his have you ever seen the thing where he punts the baby in the crowd i don't think so <laughs> snitsky <laughs> i think I... this is where the it wasn't my fault thing comes from but it's when uh, Lita is supposed to be um, pregnant. This is this is what makes it funny that like Edge and Lita are friendly with Snitsky because when Lita was supposed to be pregnant with Kane's baby, he came out with like a fake baby thing, and he's like mocking her for being pregnant, and then he punts it into the crowd, like proper punts it away up in the air. <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, what is one? Like he's an impressive looking guy and he's mm-hmm. he's all right in the ring. Yeah, he's huge. He looks like if you put him in with somebody skilled, I think he could have a good match. Um yeah. It's crazy how these people just end up with these total guff gimmicks and then they're just yeah. a bit of a joke. I wonder if he's one that lost a bit of body mass when the mm. the fairly soon to come, I think, steroid leak thing came out. Ah, just, maybe. That's gonna derail a couple of careers. Ah, indeed. The masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's his name? Snitsky I saw was in like a GCW Battle Royal or something just oh, a few weeks ago. So he's still going, still going strong. Okay. And he's no bad in the ring here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying he's no bad in the ring, but it's because he does a side suplex on the big show. He um, does, yeah. But yeah. it's quite he proper folds him up. Like uh-huh. I, I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah, impressive. They Apart for that. They let him have, uh, I, I was thinking when, when it first started, is this almost going to be like a squash? I, I, mm. It kind of felt like it, but they, he got quite a bit of offence in in the end. He did, he did. Um, he hit some of a big boot that Big Show sells like like, mm-hmm. a, like a tree being felled in the forest sort of thing. Yeah. Um, big Show eventually makes a comeback. He does a nip up using the, using the rope. Yeah. Using the rope and hits a choke slam and gets the 
the one, two, three. And then in classic baby face fashion, he goes and gets the ring bell and rattles Snitsky yeah. by the head. <laughs> Maybe he was be- all set for another turn. It's because Snitsky did it to Matt Hardy on like the Raw before. Okay. Okay. The pay per view. And he's, sure, you know sure, how Matt. big show Matt Hardy are big mates. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay. So racing through this Shelton Benjamin versus. The former Chavo yeah. Guerrero Jr. You missed a trip back to the limo. Oh, did I? I yeah. Oh, S- smoke it, coming. Steam? From, smoke coming from it. Yeah. And then, um, did they really randomly do a wee bit of build for Michaels and Masters there as well? Yes. Yeah. is very enthusiastic about it, and then it's oh, like, he, yeah, he really is. I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. And you, you assume that you're getting. You're getting that next, and I thought, oh, that's good. So we're doing that now, and then we'll get Edge Hardy as the co-main, mm-hmm. like how we spoke about yeah. with SummerSlam. Yeah, but nah, but nah, nah. We just cut to Kerwin White coming out. I, I think, I think you could maybe tell in the last time we did this when you were running through the card. I had no memory of this Kerwin White situation until I saw him come out, and I was All right, like, okay, oh yeah, now I remember. Do you remember what his catchphrase was? No. If it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> Chavo says this was based on people that he knew, like Mexican people that would sort of throw away their heritage and want to try and fit in with wow. uh, certain types of people. Which is amazing to think that this was, if not his idea, then he at least, you know, sounded like he was supportive of it and uh-huh. doing but it sounds like it was his idea, which is just crazy. Because the thing is, if this was Shelton Benjamin versus Chavo Guerrero Jr., I'd probably quite enjoyed the match because it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's always there, isn't it? The Kerwin White thing. And the, you've got, I think, uh, Coach is massively backing him and what he's done and, and his decision. Yep. Whereas JR, obviously, your old school guy, and it's a legendary family. He's having none of it. He's, he's disgusted. It's so funny, like, I've got to hear my notes, JR is just completely no-selling this gimmick and just calling him Chavo. Yeah. Uh, this is where some of the, the coach and JR stuff starts to become a little annoying. <sighs> um, Kerwin yeah. gets a lot of offence in. Uh, I've got now, J- JR is now 100% no-selling the coach, completely ignoring him. <laughs> I was loving the the expression on Kerwin White's face after he executed some of his moves. It was really good. He looked so smug and so pleased with himself. Like, there's a point when he does a, a head scissors and he, he just looks delighted with himself. That's funny. I, I, I genuinely, I remember thinking, like, this isn't actually an alright match. Uh-huh. Chavo, yeah. Chavo does a great um, a DDT from, you know, like a DDT from the second rope, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, tornado, tornado DDT. Yeah. And and also like you were saying there with the it like he does some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to heal his way to victory using his his golf club. Yeah, uh, and Shelton manages to counter it and hits him with a T-bone suplex and and gets the win. Yeah, decent match. Not bad. Yep. Let's see, I bet Meltzer gave it five stars. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Oh, eight minutes, no, no uh, rating. Unbelievable. Hmm. OK. 
Kenny Omega had been at ringside would have been looking at a seven star classic. <laughs> uh, okay. Backstage, Todd oh, Grisham, Matt I, Hardy. I felt like Todd Todd Grisham was laying in pretty pretty hard and rough here on Matt. What was he saying to him? It's basically just talking about underlining the fact that, you know, his woman's left him for his pal and all that. He's just really ramming it back in his face. It's like, go easy on the guy. He's having a rough time. So so Hardy and Edge before this pay-per-view have a really good street fight on Raw. Okay. Um that ends up with both of them going off the stage and both of them ending up in hospital. Um and I think Grisham refers to that but like I think the whole thing is that Edge has to get taken away in an ambulance and maybe Hardy comes back and he's still doing the whole Matt Hardy won't die okay sort of thing and he's he's definitely still on his Edge must die um catchphrase here I'm sure he mentions it again before this match which is yeah. I, I feel like it, I, I can't remember if we spoke about this last thing it must be about the biggest opportunity he's had to get over as a singles competitor. For Edge. Uh, for Edge, Matt, sorry, Matt, Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it would be, yeah. And he's, you know, like you see him doing the broken gimmick and all the other sort of, sort of odd stuff mm-hmm. that he's done. It seems like as he's gotten older in his career, he, he seems to be in a lot more comfortable talking. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, it just, it doesn't seem like he's got it here. So yeah, he's come too early or something. Like, so even when when they were the the Hardy Boys, when I think of the promos, I think they they like quite often had a manager and stuff like that. Sunday speaking, but I remember Michael Hayes at the start, yeah. and then um, Terry they had Terry. Yeah, so they had a mouthpiece at times, and then I think when you got to that awesome era where you had like the, the three teams and the, the series of matches they went through with the Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. I don't think you needed to talk an awful lot, or I don't think they did anyway. Nah. Uh, Edge and Christian the matches did were, Yeah, they did. And the Dudleys kind of had their trademark stuff that they would they would do in promos and stuff. So yeah, I, I don't think they, they needed to be saying an awful lot, but I think you're right in that he's, he's not quite... And I wondered if it was partly subject matter. Is this too real to be comfortable mm. to to just go out and speak maybe it's easier to do that when it's something totally fictitious on the go but uh yeah he's, he's not here he's not a good promo um and not is this gonna sound harsh as a single i quite liked uh what was the old thing matt hardy version version uh, one i quite liked that like that that gave him something he was interesting then but uh-huh. here to know he's just a guy. Aye. Uh, it's funny, it's like the fans were desperate to get behind him when mm-hmm. it felt like there'd been an injustice. He'd, everybody knew he'd yeah. been cheated on by his girlfriend with somebody else, and then he got fired. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like they've properly capitalised on that, or he's been yeah. unable to capitalise on that. I always yeah. just go back to that hope you die in a car crash. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's funny because we love like a film where you know, main character as a fan. You know, look at John Wick, like the, the dog mm-hmm. dies and you're desperate to see him go yeah. on a, yeah. a rampage and get his vengeance. But here it just, yeah, maybe it's because we're all in on edge, but I don't know. It certainly feels like WWE are all in on edge and not oh, so much yeah. on Matt Hardy. Definitely, yeah. So, that, so 
we had the street fight and Bischoff was basically like, you guys can't, if you can't behave yourself out with the confines of the ring, inside the ring, I'll put you in a steel cage. So that's why they're the steel cage here, which kind of makes sense. And Lita's been getting involved in stuff like that as well. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to stick them in a cage, which is uh, refreshing for mm-hmm. WWE to use a gimmick uh, match in a yeah, logical way rather than just doing it because it's next or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think their cage match compared? Certainly, you know, if you think about it with SummerSlam, you didn't love their SummerSlam match, did you? I didn't really. Uh, I quite enjoyed this, um, the, the, the in-ring stuff. I didn't think it was, you know, up there with the best cage matches I've seen, but I thought it was it was pretty good. thought there was a lot in terms of um, playing the cage as a weapon which I think always makes sense and, and it not always working out as as you would intend, you know, trying to throw each other into certain things and it, it not quite working. I um, thought there were some, like, I like some really basic stuff, like, not, not overly thoughtful. Like, there's a point where Matt has Edge, uh, Edge has Matt in a headlock and he just like gouges his eyes and stuff like that. Just you know, your your sort of basic heel moves, um, and I, I I enjoy stuff like that. Um, who there's quite who bleeds? Does somebody bleed? I think uh, yes, Edge bleeds a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he ends up getting twist of fate on the briefcase or something. Like that Lita ends up throwing yeah. the briefcase in, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, they, they they were playing on the Lita thing on the outside quite a bit, which I I think you have to. Um, I don't think there's any way for way away from that. What you're going to do, just not not do anything, or you know. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it enough. I didn't think it was a classic, you know. When I think of some of the ones we've watched over time, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was a decent match. I enjoyed it more than the previous one, and I'm going to sound really simple here. Um, I feel like giving. Matt a win um, is is kind of important like he's been wronged and then he's just had his ass absolutely kicked and yeah if they had the street fight that was quite even then yeah that's good but last pay-per-view we saw he just got destroyed yeah. and like the match had to be stopped and you know it's it's it had to be building to something I felt like he got a moment here yeah yeah I agree I agree. I like the match. Uh, I think it felt like two people that really hated each other mm-hmm. were fighting. Um, do you remember when we watched SummerSlam 94 and it was Owen v. Brett in the cage? Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it was, sounds sort of boring, but a lot of it was about escaping the cage as opposed yeah. to a wrestling match, whereas this, again, wasn't really a wrestling match. It was two people just beating hell at each mm-hmm. other. The- uh, yeah, they were they were good, but I thought that it was interesting the way they played it as it was never it never seemed like Matt was trying to escape. Edge, I think, was trying to escape on a, yep. a few occasions, yep. but Matt, you know, he had that moment which I think they've done with the Hardys before as well, where he's on the top and he can climb down, but instead of that, he makes the move on Edge into the so ring. That brings me to a point I wanted to say to you: When did Jeff and Matt? break up and have their match oh, you and i have watched it we have it must have been before this right yeah it would have been before this yeah because jeff's in tna at this point so what a gigantic hypocrite matt hardy turns out to be because <laughs> that is the exact reason why 
he got yeah. annoyed with Jeff and they ended up fighting because yep. he died That's true. the top of the cage. Yep. Imagine hitting a leg drop for the top of the cage. What does yeah. that do to your spine? Yeah, that <laughs> cannot be good for you. It looked pretty cool, but yeah, can't be good for you. If you've ever seen Matt Hardy recently trying to walk when he's walking down the ring in AEW, then it tells its own story. I was wondering as well, like, you're, say you're running through this match beforehand and you're edge, and they're like, Matt's like, yeah, so I'll come off the top, right? I've got to drop a leg, just, you know, across sort of the high point of your chest. It's fine, you know, this is all good. If you're edge, you're like, uh, <laughs> all good, buddy, <laughs> you know. Let's then, remember the good times. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, I'll then give you a twist of fate in the middle of the ring. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like... The I fans like that, though. The fans like seeing Leah getting... They did. The twist of fate. Yeah. I never like... It's one of those things that, generally speaking, I think you can look back on some of the male-on-female uh, offense in wrestling and be a bit like... But yeah, in the moment, I think it would have been like a massive anti-climax for the crowd if he hadn't done something. Mm. Are you endorsing his actions, Adam? Just to be clear. Of course not. No, no, you're not. Okay. No. Uh, I, I think it's right that Hardy gets a win. I think it's possibly back to front, particularly about where Wayne Wedge is going. But yeah, it's also like its own isolated little story. Ah, uh, so fair enough. J- JR was laying in Alita. Yes. What's it? It's not. He does call Jezebel, but he calls her something worse as well. I can't remember. Yeah, he did. I've not got it written down. It's like, oh, JR's really going for it. I wonder if she caused it. I wonder if this whole thing, if JR was head of talent relations when this all went down, if if this has caused him a shed of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Class. And fair play to all three of them to mm-hmm. have been able to do that. Yeah. That, just... from, from what I've read, Hardy and Edge seem to patch things back up and be friendly again. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that must, think, have been, that must have been difficult. To show, I think, the professionalism to just go in, get the job done, look after each other, that yep. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a fun match. I think uh, I think it was four and a quarter stars. Was server. this is this yeah. the end of their? Right. I'll I'll go on to what happens okay. post. That's fine. Come come the end of the, the pay per view because there's because Edge doesn't actually wrestle again in pay per view till January. There's some stuff I've got to update cool. you on. That's fine. Um, so I there's there's a bit more. Uh, but Hardy gets traded to SmackDown after this. Oh, God. Some silliness backstage. Not good silliness. Not Ric Flair taking Viagra silliness. We've got Cena with his goofy, serious face getting his ankle taped up in the back and Bischoff's in his face ranting and raving. And um, Cena takes some of the sticky tape and tapes it over Cena, uh, Bischoff's mouse, mouth and he gives some proper comic book. Yeah, it's not good. Awfully. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we cut to Edge, blooded up, crawling out the arena, which is quite good. Yeah, he was he was selling all of that. Yeah, a lot time. of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, next up we've got the Tag Team Championships on the line. Hurricane and Rosie defending their titles against Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade, who I believe you said, ooh, I was a fan of them. Yeah, I liked them. Um, and I was, I was one of them. I, I went at the start of the match. I was like, ah, oh, no, I've, I've said on the podcast that I liked them. And what if they're just absolutely awful? But nah, I came out of it still liking them. Ah, they were good. Um, Lance Cade was giving me sort of sort of beefed up uh, Matthew McConaughey kind of yeah. they kind of spoke like him as well yeah um, Trevor Murdoch almost could have been like a long lost Dudley brother mm-hmm. yeah they, they, they were quite a good like they worked as a combination but not like as two parts of the same thing They're, like Lance Cade was quite uh, well spoken and confident and arrogant um <laughs> Whereas Murdoch just looked like your classic brawler from like a trailer park or something yeah. like that, and it, it it worked as a combination. Yeah, Trevor Trevor Murdoch's still wrestling. I think, from what I remember, look, he's a two time NWA champion, so he's yeah still been going strong. Lance Cade died pretty young, yeah. very young. Yeah, uh, two thousand six was it? Yeah, uh, just like. 2010, was but he was he was only 29. Wow, yeah, shame. Yeah. Um, I liked this match. I'm a little bit, uh, yeah, apprehensive to say because it's Rosie and the Hurricane, but I, I genuinely quite enjoyed it. I, I don't know if I don't remember watching. I just expected for the bad guys to isolate a Hurricane, and uh, yeah. Rosie get the hot tag and start smashing. But that is not what happened, and I, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought this was good. I thought they they meshed together quite well as opposing teams because Hurricane and Rosie, it's, it's a silly gimmick, and it's opposing something that's not that much of a gimmick. Um, mm, but in point. terms of in-ring chemistry, I thought it worked pretty well between all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought this was a good match. Yeah, I was getting a little bit frustrated because I was thinking take those staff suits off of Helms and Rosie and like just let them be yeah, yeah. Good, a good match because Hel- yeah. I think we spoke about this before Helms is good in the ring mm-hmm. um, and Rosie's we both like oh, Ro- Rosie, Rosie as well. yeah unbelievable Rosie yeah and I thought like without the gimmick they're actually a, a really good combination you know they do some some combined yeah. moves and all that you've got the high flyer the, the, the agility but then you've got Rosie, who's a wrecking ball, and the size he is, how agile he was as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think it's Murdoch uh, ends up, for some reason, Hurricane does this. Oh, I'll tell you what it was. Murdoch randomly starts hitting on Lillian Garcia <laughs> for whatever reason. And Hurricane, <laughs> being the superhero that he is, comes over to defend her. And for some reason, Hurricane sort of tries to dive. Does he dive through the turn? Like the bottom? Yeah, he goes to get to him. Who did, who, I've seen somebody else do that move a few times, diving Sa- through the Sammy gap. Sammy Zane does that as well. Yeah, Sammy Zane, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, and that's what Hurricane was going for. Uh, I think. And, and Murdoch grabs him and, and brutally DDTs him with his, his legs on the apron, his yeah. head to the floor. Yeah. Uh, and they did well here because I genuinely wasn't sure if it was legit or mm-hmm. part of the part of the thing. Yeah. So it worked, and it left Rosie on his own. A hurricane eventually ends up getting carried to the back, mm-hmm. and I think he sees on the big screen that Rosie's trying 
valiantly to to fight against both guys in his own. But does Hurricane end? Ah, he comes he back, and then back, he gets it? in the ring, and that's that's where the it's like a a big clothesline and a uh like taking out the knee from below yeah, the legs like from the sort of Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen a few teams do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they get the belts, and it's an odd one because we've never really seen these two before, and mm-hmm. here they are, new tag champions. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what happened with Hurricane and Rosie. We've yeah, seen them right. before, but they were yeah. a new team for us in that uh, tag team turmoil match. But there you go, new tag team champions, Murdoch and Cade. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Maria Canellas backstage with Chris Masters, and she's playing this sort of comedic bimbo type role and she asks him why do they call you the masturbate that's good that's fun <laughs> yep. uh, master's unbelievable can you believe he's only 22 here is he really yeah crazy um the i mean the the, the shape the guy's in is absolutely insane it's um, it's ridiculous it doesn't look like a real yeah. human at all um and the whole thing's been about him getting the master lock on Michaels and he says he's going to break HPK tonight. I think that was about it. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. Co-main Chris Masters, the masterpiece versus the Heartbreak Kid. What did you think? I felt like it really dragged. Like, I don't know how long it was. But, um, like, I kind of... Uh, 60 minutes okay i got i got the story you know um veteran younger guy um trying to make a name for himself nobody's broken his hold i i got the story i felt like the story could have been told quite a bit quicker than it than it was it, it dragged on for me quite yeah, a bit it, i agree um i don't feel like maybe it's you know we're, we're obviously not watching every single raw we're watching the pay-per-views yeah. and i'm jumping into some raws i don't know if you are or not um no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel like masters is built up enough to be facing to, to, sean michaels yeah to get this spot yeah. i feel like we could have done with them wrecking a shelton benjamin or just looking at other uh-huh. people that are on the card even a flare uh, yeah because i think in some of the build they show like and we've seen in previous weeks him like bringing people out from the crowd and all that. Obviously, plants, but putting his lock on them doesn't mean anything. You're like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's not been a lot of him putting this on any sort of season pros or anything. Yeah. So and, and it, it's the it's the Roman Reigns, the John Cena thing, Drew McIntyre back in the day. They're all in on Masters. He's got like the the Randy Orton pie though. Yeah, with the sort of golden, golden shower. I was going to say mm-hmm. that's no one. Yeah, I mean, golden shower. Uh, yeah, from Vince. <laughs> so, you know, as a cynical wrestling fan, you're just like, all right, okay, so he's. You can the, totally the see invented one. Vince would have seen him and been like, "Yep, yeah, that's the guy. Put the rocket on him. That's the guy." And I'd said to you, it reminds me of the Warlord a lot. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it's just some of the moves that he does. Obviously, he's got the master lock, mm-hmm. which is a what, what is that called? Uh, what would you call that? Is it like a full Nelson? Yeah, it's a full Nelson. It? That's yeah. it. And it just yeah. it feels very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he's, he's been doing the things you would do. He's he's on he's attacking the back quite a lot, and uh, you you know, and I think it's maybe mentioned on commentary the issues Shawn Michaels had over the years with his back, all that kind yeah. of thing. Um, so it's it's that's all logical, um, which is fine. But yeah, I, I, I totally get what you mean. As an audience member, you are watching this thinking, why why is he? against Shawn Michaels uh-huh. here. Yeah. When we've seen what Michaels has done this year, and why is this guy dominating them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite frustrating. I, I did like that he put the master lock on even before the match had started. Uh-huh. Clever. Yeah. Uh, and he, he winds up Michaels. Mike, I think uh, Michaels tries to use a chair, but Jack don't. It's clearly got you know the masterpiece. put a fiver in his pocket. He, he rips it off him. Um, I like that he did a torture rack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't see that very often. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all just very uh, predictable. You get the the Michaels comeback, the nip up, the the flying forearms. Yeah, you know what? You kind of know which way it's going to go, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I thought um, I I didn't hate. There, there was some stuff Michaels was doing. See when he got the master lock on and he's trying to get out of it. And he, he like ends up getting over the ropes, basically. Yeah, climbing the um, yeah, and I'm kind of thinking, all you had to do was like grab a rope right there, <laughs> just put your leg on it. That's it. He has to break the hold. Um, so it felt a bit elaborate, but I, I didn't, didn't have a massive issue with it. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate the match itself, as in what happened in the match and all that. But I usually find when I'm watching something. And I keep looking at the time. Mm. And I'm like, this match is still going. That's it, it's probably not one that I'm enjoying all that That's much. Fair. That's fair. Um, eventually, Michaels is more and more seems to be doing this sort of switching music out of nowhere type thing. Eventually, mm-hmm. hits the switching music and gets the one, two, three. Obviously, the Tramic Masters continue to look strong. They've not had mm-hmm. Michaels break out. Of yep. the, the master lock, master lock, uh, master yep. lock. Um, so yeah, that remains unbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are left thinking, oh, Michaels was in trouble there. But yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. They, they always say there's a way of you don't have to give the guy a win to put him over, and I think that's what they were trying to do, trying to build him without giving him a win against somebody like Michaels. But yeah, if you build that kind of character just a bit more slow and steady, yeah, would have would have been better. That, that could apply to a lot of different mm. people over the years. Yeah. Um, is it at this point that Flair finally emerges from the, yeah. the limo? The ladies come out and he, come, he comes out ass first with his underwear around halfway down the crack of his arse for some yeah. reason. Comedy. That's Vince comedy, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he just sort of gives it a whimper and woo and falls to his flare. Classic, classic Bump. face plant. Yeah. yeah. That's quite good fun. That that one made me laugh. Like I think by the because there was like the first one and then there were like two in the middle. It's like I could have removed one of them. Just, you know, do your middle one and then the end one. But they've they've done far worse backstage segments. Definitely. Definitely. Uh okay doke. We get to our main event. I've thought an awful lot of notes for this. Uh, if I'd hair, I'd have been pulling it out of this match. John Cena versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Spinner title. 
We've got Kurt Angle arguably in his prime here. I think he's I think we're in full on wrestling machine gum shield. Yeah. yeah. Made in Kurt Angle. And you've got uh, as green uh, not as green as Ashley Massaro, but I mean sometimes he looks at John Cena who they're building and building and building and he's just sort of running through people at this point. Yeah. And there's just that another one that they're lining up here. What do you think, Cena Angle? I didn't like it. Um like I I could see they were trying to, everything in the build up, you know, the packages they show you and all that kind of point to the fact that Angle's the favourite, he's challenger, but he's the favourite. Mm-hmm. Um and Cena's like an underdog champion and I think that made sense to play it that way, you know, with everything that Angle's accomplished and uh all his credentials and all that. But um I didn't I didn't feel like we we've seen I, I went into this I think thinking, right, Cena's not been very good in the matches that we've watched so far. What kind of a match can Angle get out of him? Mm-hmm. Um and I think he was trying. Yeah. He was doing his best, but I just think, see, like, I, I became, in the end, just a few years ago, quite impressed with Cena. I felt like he came back, he had decent moves, thought his psychology had improved and his willingness to put people over and take bumps and all that. Um, but I just don't like him here. It doesn't work for me. And he's world champion and that annoys yeah, me. me. Too. All that kind of thing. It sucks. It really sucks to put it to its most basic <laughs> uh, way of describing it. The thing that bothered me is just, yes, it was a slightly different finish because we ended up getting a DQ in for Angle. But it's essentially the same Cena match as we've seen since we started this from WrestleMania 21. Cena gets yeah. beat up for the whole match and then wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, I always think about the sort of thing. Do you remember when GSP, Josh St. Pierre and Dan Hardy had the yeah. fight for the what was that for middleweight? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the one the one under can't remember. Um, and and GSP absolutely dominated them the whole match, but just couldn't put him away. Mm-hmm. And I think he ended up winning on points. And Hardy came out. People were questioning Hardy before the match and saying, you know, like he doesn't deserve to be in this match. And he came out with a lot more respect and people thinking he did great. And I just I always think about. That I think it's a really good way to put over somebody that maybe people don't respect as much as, as they possibly could in wrestling. <laughs> and I think if Cena had came out in this match and executed a few moves and surprised Angle and dominated him almost, and then Angle had somehow, you know, maybe Angle just got the ankle lock on. Aha, got the better of him. And, yeah, yeah. I, think you, I think you do a better job of building Cena up probably with the fans than you do having him. Haven't yeah. happens here, and then you could have had him, you know, the determination kicking in, and he's he's having to work his way for another title shot and all that, and then you know gets the shot, and uh, you could have him even just come up short again, and that kind of thing, and it, yeah, that that that'd be that'd be a really good way to build someone, but um, especially when you're going into Royal Rumble season, you know, we're in September, yeah. you've got a really good opportunity to have him start again and say yeah. put him at number one in the rumble and you know if Bischoff's got a vendetta against them and, and, and have him make it all the way and maybe just not quite make it you've got two titles he could still get a title shot somehow mm-hmm. just to have him 
get dominated in all these matches and then if you come out of nowhere and the, the five knuckle shuffle and all that and just split it's just all a bit tedious and boring. Yeah. Sorry, that's a bit that's a bit depressing, but it really is quite difficult to watch. Especially when how in we are on, on angle at this point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I think the fans are too. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to hear the phrase chain gang again. Do you want to see them <laughs> the chain gang? Like, at least if he had a, a faction of guys that were like, I don't know, the chain gang, but we're supposed to just take the WWE universe as being the chain gang. How does this end up finishing? So, wait a minute. Of course, my notes towards the end. Uh, okay, so. Uh, so it's all about Angles getting into some offense. Bischoff walks down. Uh, ankle lock on Cena. Bischoff, Bischoff's like screaming in Cena's face, telling him to say goodbye to the title. Kyoto's um, been bumped. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, Kyoto, I think, just comes to as uh, Cena. Smacks angle with the belt. The ref has just that. come to, yeah. so sees that and disqualifies Cena. That's how angle gets the win. But yeah, yeah. I just think you, you see that, and you just think, all right, so they're going to do it again the next pay per view, and then Cena will probably win the next pay per view, which I'm fairly sure is exactly what happens. Angle goes absolutely nuts. He's so good at doing that kind of thing, but when he's going after Cena after the match, He's going absolutely nuts, <laughs> uh, which I've, I've always loved seeing him do. Uh, it's like he's just totally snapped. Um, but then he goes to try and uh, angle slam Cena on the announce table, and Cena reverses it and FU's angle on the announce table, and that annoyed mm-hmm. me as well. I, I would have just rather see angle going crazy, absolutely destroying him, and then leaving yeah. him lying. And that'd be the last thing you see before the pay-per-view goes off mm-hmm. here. Yeah. JR giving it, my God, what's happened? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. I know, I'm not bad pay-per-view, probably. I think... I think probably Hardy Edge the best match. On it. I think, I'd, as a whole, I maybe enjoyed this one more than the last couple of shows. Yeah. Um, thought there were a few matches I got quite, quite into. Um, so, yeah, a, a decent show. It's just... I think you you're left deflated by the main event. Yep, agreed. Therefore, okay. So so that was September. Um, I'll quickly run you through where Edge goes from here, because Edge doesn't wrestle a pay per view match again until January. As long as you are not going to say the words Edge and Lita against John Cena and Ashley as like some sort of tag <laughs> match. Rest assured, that's not coming. Uh, okay, so we've got Taboo Tuesday as the next pay per view. Um, that's obviously the fans get to vote on who's in certain matches. So Matt Hardy has been traded to SmackDown, and it's going to be uh, Chris Masters in a tag match against Rey Mysterio, and then I think the crowd got to pick, so it's Edge is picked and Matt Hardy is picked. Um, poor Christian. Christian gets like 13% of the vote, and that's his last pay per view. Oh. 
it's like uh, Christian and the fans are like, oh, <laughs> they killed the guy. They killed him. Sometimes you've done what you've got till it's gone. Absolutely. Um, so Edge comes out with with Masters and um, Lita says that he won't be wrestling tonight. And then Edge says, you know, this doesn't further my career to have to beat Ray or, or Matt Hardy again. What does that do for me? Absolutely nothing. And just walks to the back. He says, I've got a replacement and it comes Snitsky. It's just like chucked into various angles. Yeah. Whatever it suits. Um, so he doesn't wrestle on, on then. Okay. The following Raw, we get Bischoff pissed off, brings Edge and Lita out to the ring, um, and he says, For your sort of insubordination, I assume that Snitsky and and Masters get beat by Matt and Ray. Uh, For your behaviour at Taboo Tuesday, I'm sending you to SmackDown this Friday, and you're facing Batista in a street fight. Okay. Um, So they go to SmackDown, we're all set up for Batista, who's the champion on SmackDown versus Edge in a street fight. Um, however, as this is all going on, we begin to realise it's all a ruse. Um, a lot of Raw guys attack loads of SmackDown guys in the parking lot, and then you get Big Show, Kane, a few other guys coming in through the SmackDown crowd and they beat up Batista. Um, and it's all setting up Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, Survivor Series. Um, So it was all a reason, and and Bischoff and Edge and and Lita were all in cahoots. Uh, Unfortunately, in this time, so so this was quite, I guess it was quite a big angle, I guess probably one of the first times that they ever did this whole Red versus Green and all that sort of stuff, and it was generally quite cool the way they did it. Um, and it finished on this sort of big crescendo with, like I say, Kane standing tall over Batista and all, the, all these huge guys had beat him up. You go to Raw expecting what's the blowback yeah. going to be and all that. Unfortunately, that's when we get the Eddie Guerrero uh, uh, tribute okay. show um, and Eddie's passed away. So we get all the sort of, uh, we get a few matches intercut between superstars talking about mm-hmm. Good times with Eddie and all that sort of stuff. So it's a real bigger. Yeah. Um, by the time we get to Survivor Series, Edge is not on the card. He comes out just before the main event and he's promoting his new show, The Cutting Edge, which is going to be okay. on Raw in the same vein as Piper's Pit and Brother Love Show and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so the first episode is supposed to feature Ric Flair, but this must have been around about the time where Flair got involved in some sort of a road rage type oh, instance. Be somebody up on the high Yeah, I remember that. hearing about that. Okay. So their edge is destroying him. He's got his mugshot up on the <laughs> up on the Titantron, and he's like ripping him, <laughs> him and Rita. So uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Michael Hayes come down, and this is where I sent you this clip where, you know, like yeah. we're a week removed from them talking about Eddie Guerrero and all the, the amazing things he's done career, and, and they're just like, where's your friend Terry? Where's Terry Gordy? I'll tell you where he is. He's dead. Just don't do that. Just just, like, mm, nah. Nah. 
so from here on, this must be mid-November edge from week on week is just running down Ric Flair every every week or no. Hmm. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It is so but like he's went from Money in the Bank to Kane, which sort of uh-huh. pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Then the Matt Hardy thing sort of fell in their lap. Mm-hmm. Then you've got him. You know, Ric Flair's Intercontinental Champion, and he's he's running down Ric Flair. It's, it's, it's all quite it's odd. so weird when you know where they're pushing him for that to be the path. It's weird. So that that right at the start of January, um, what is it? Something like the sixth of January episode of Raw. Ric Flair returns and, and gives him a do, okay. and that sets up the match in the next paper. Okay. Okay. So that's how we get there. Some some weird, like you say, some another yeah. path to where we're going. So that leads us to Adam, New Year's Revolution 2006. Would you like me to run down the card? Yeah, do it. Um, you know what I did? I was looking it up and I, I put in, because I've just been used to putting in 2005, I put in New Year's Resol- Revolution 2005. I was like, oh my God, this card looks amazing. Oh, and I realised no. it's 2006 no, yeah. that I wanted. No, I got it. So, <sighs> oh, I forgot this. One last thing of what's been going on. JR is fired. Um, in between this time, JR gets fired. I can't remember what for, but they they have like Vince in the ring tearing into him and Stephanie in the <laughs> ring tearing into him. Just, you know what they used to be like with JR? Yeah. Being horrible about him. And uh, Linda McMahon's music hits, and she comes down, and all the crowd are giving it like, "Oh yes, she's going to be on the, the good mm-hmm. side and all that sort of stuff." And she fires Jr. and like calls him son horrible, oh. and he's just left there in the, in the ring on his own, sort of standing looking at them like, "Why did he do this to poor Jr.? I think that's the last time he's on TV for a while." Right. Oh, brutal. So. <sighs> The commentary team for New Year's Revolution is Lawler, Coach, and Joey Styles. Oh, weird. Okay. So, uh, Intercontinental title match, Ric Flair versus Edge. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. WWE Women's title match, Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. Oh, that, that, Mickey James was quite a good worker. Aye, aye. Yeah, that might, that might be all right. Singles match, Gregory Helms, so Hurricane is gone, uh-huh. versus Jerry Lawler. Hmm. Okay. Oh, here, here's the, please do tell me this goes 20 minutes, Triple H versus The Big Show. What? <laughs> oh no, it will, it'll go ages, and I'm just not sure oh, Big Show's going to be able to do that. <laughs> this card is horrible. Shelton Benjamin. Accompanied by Shelton's mama. Oh no, don't do this. Oh, versus no. Viscera. Oh no. <laughs> Shelton's mama. Oh, I can I can bet it's gonna be absolutely horrendous. Do you remember this? Was that a gimmick? I, I think I think this this woman turned up for a while. Yeah. Don't know if it's his actual mum. It gets I, worse. I think maybe worse. maybe not his actual mum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brand Panties Gauntlet match. Oh no. 
Mean Jean Oak, no, I'm sorry, uh, Victoria versus Tori Wilson versus Candice Michelle versus Maria versus Ashley. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shocking. Uh, and then the main event is an Elimination Chamber match. Oh. For John Cena's World Heavyweight, World WWF, whatever it is. Uh, John okay. Cena, Carlito, Kane, Kurt Angle with Davari. Oh, yeah, he was with Davari for a wee bit. Chris Masters and Shawn Michaels. Chris Masters is getting in the chamber. Okay. Cena, Carlito, Kane, Angle, Masters, Michaels. I think even like. Strange mix. How's Triple H managed to. Ah, leave him leave himself out of it. I would have watched this and thought, right, I could see Cena retaining. I could see Michaels winning. I could see Angle winning. Maybe Kane. Maybe. There is no chance Carlito or Masters are winning this. I would have no. known that watching. No. Do you know who wins that match? No, I can't remember. Okay. So there we go. Okay. I've never seen a New Year's Revolution. Yeah, I was thinking, was it New Year's Revolution that was one of the worst pay-per-views ever? But it was December to Dismember. Yeah. It was one of the worst pay-per-views ECW, ever. That had an elimination chamber in it as well, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. CM Punk should win and whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, he wanted him to, like, I eliminate think personally eliminate everyone. Yeah, yeah. The Big Show won it. Was it Big Show that won that? Yeah. It's crazy to think they're big, they they made Big Show and Batista ECW champion. It's really weird. They they made Kurt Angle ECW champion. And I think I get that a bit more. I mean, he's he's maniacal a lot of the time, but he's uh-huh. a brilliant wrestler. Um, I have a feeling they maybe made Orton ECW oh, champion as well. Vince was ECW champion. Do you remember oh. Vince wore a do-rag and he was like oh. acting like that? Yeah. That was after Trump shaved his head, it must have been. Yeah, it will have been. Oh. He's saying like, oh, God. What's up, homies, and all that sort of stuff he was saying when he came out to the Imagine he'd had this creepy wee moustache when he was doing that. He's off his rock, are he? <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. That, um, that pay-per-view sounds honking, but that may mean that it's, it's all right. We'll have fun tearing into it if it's not. There you go. We're in, we're in the Pepsi Center in Albany, New York. Could okay. that mean? Could that mean Chicago Phil makes an appearance? Uh, possibly. Highly unlikely. Possibly. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think I, I think it may be debut. Two thousand six, he debuts in WWE, CW. When was he, like, there was a thing about he was one of the people that was involved in a Cena entrance or something before he, um, before he was yeah, actually think, on a on I think a that's Mania 22, they're dressed as gangsters. Yeah, yeah, that was right. I yeah. think that's the Mania coming. Okay, yeah. We can try and spot him. That'll yeah. be highlight this show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do you think you can put some some members of the cast of Lost I'm, I'm, you, I'm, who you, who I'm you, confident. Who will you be casting as Shelton's mama? Yeah, yeah. I'd probably rather pretend that whole thing just doesn't happen. I think it's horribly over the top in the way it's done. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. No Kerwin White on that um, 
on the oh, did, did they just kind of get rid of that after Eddie died? I think so. It was his only. Uh, I read that Kerwin White only had one pay per view. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. The um the Eddie episode of Raw was horrible. Tough going. Yeah. Horrible. Benoit stuff. Triple H is quite emotional. Yeah. I can imagine he was very very popular. He obviously had his guys, but I can imagine he was generally very popular. Um, I've heard Angle on his pod talking about how he loved him, but he used to like they used to get in little scraps and stuff like that because Eddie kept yep. trying to wrestle him, like yep. take him down yeah, and stuff. Like that that. It's classy. <laughs> Brilliant. What was it? I, was, I can't remember why I ended up. I'm just thinking this because of Triple H and like a sort of tribute show. Was watching the the one. Oh, I would be. I'd been speaking to you about Over the Edge '99. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the Raw, the Own Heart tribute, yeah. Raw yeah. show. Um, you, do you remember anything from it? Not really. Nah. Triple H is like wildly emotional. Um, and China says something like, we always loved Owen as a friend, which I thought was a really weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And Triple H, the first thing he says like the worst backhanded compliment is like, oh, Owen, he was never a piece of trash. <laughs> wow. How would that be what you would say? That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> like your go-to <laughs> description for some days is that a piece of trash, but he was never one. Yeah. So odd. He never that said that about Eddie. Mm. Yeah, I think those are two that hit a lot of people pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a sh- that's, aye, that 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 idea one was tough to watch. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I'll skip that. And he got his he got his win over Rey Mysterio on SmackDown before. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember you'd mentioned that he did get one. Yeah. So there we go. We're nearly there. We've got New Year's Revolution. We've got Royal Rumble, and we've got WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Getting close. Easy peasy. Yeah. So we will we will do New Year's Revolution next. We'll watch some Lost. Who are you going to cast as the smoke machine? Or who are you going to use as the smoke machine to cast? I'm going to need to put a lot of thought into this. I think you can watch the full... How many seasons of Lost was there? Too like many. Five? I met lots of people bowed out after like season two, I think. You watched so all of them, didn't you? I did. I kept going. It's one of those where I decided I'd invested enough time. I had to see it through to the end. Yeah, same. Yeah. At, at one point, I think like the penultimate season, I was like, I'm, up, I'm literally watching this because I need to see yeah. it through. I'm not even enjoying it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had something like that with The Walking Dead, actually. Because, <laughs> I, I, again, loads of people had just stopped quite early, but I kept going. And I was like, they've announced when the final season's going to be, so I may as well just get there and see it through. Really? But there's no enjoyment in it anymore. I think I... I, think I, I was going to say I only made it to season... halfway through season three, I think, but I, I feel yeah. like I'm still still making my way through that. But, I mean, it's been about four years since I last watched an episode. Then I watched the episode and I'm like, this is why I stopped. <laughs> it's the same episode again. 
And again. Yeah. Just just stick with the Sopranos. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Loving the Sopranos. Loving nice. it. Nice. I was, I was actually, I was thinking like we could use that to cast, but you've got like five or six, five seasons? Six seasons? Yeah. Um, to use and I've, I've only watched the first ten episodes. So. Yeah, maybe at some point in the future. Later on. Yeah. yeah. Right. We shall speak in two weeks. And I will see you next Tuesday. Try not to be here to see you next Tuesday. That's not working, is it? I need to go and find a TV program that aligns with a former WWF faction for the next. I had the OC versus OC uh, and Bloodline versus the Bloodline. Yeah. Heart of Dixie versus the Heart Foundation. Ten US, but yeah, I think you can, we can do better. We can find better. <laughs> okay. Right, we shall speak in two weeks. Take it easy. Cool. Cheers.